Good morning. It's Friday, and this is the Friday Grief Chat with Jill and Deb. And good afternoon. That's right, because you are where there's afternoon time. Yes, I'm in <laughs> afternoon time. <laughs> How you doing, Jill? I'm good. I decorated for fall. I've got my fall tomta up on the shelf back there. Well, as most of our viewers can see, and I will, um, maybe I'll move back just a little bit. There you go. Um, I am someplace else. You are. And I'm at uh, my BFF from high school's house. And let me just say, in the back is a painting that I did many moons ago. It's beautiful. So, thanks. Thanks. like it. So let's get right to the topics. Let's do uh, you were, well, we could do a recap of last week. I oh think God. that would be great. I think so, too. We had a lot of comments from last week and people wanting we, more. Yes, we did. And um, if anybody has any questions, do put that in the chat box right now. But for right. the most part, um, what did you say? About 80%, 86%? 80% of people who've had a major loss mm -hmm. are looking for after-death contact. And 60% will go so far as to hire someone to look for someone, whether mm -hmm. it's um, a professional in mediumship or that kind of thing, or a spiritual leader in a religious faith that um, that promotes that kind of thing. But they go looking because they want that contact. They need that. You know, what also is real common, and I was just talking to my cousin about this last night because her brother my cousin, uh, many years ago was murdered. And right afterwards, of course, she said, did you feel anything? Can you tell me anything? I remember way back in the seventies when that happened. And, um, we were talking last night and she said, you know, I haven't had a dream in a while and people really look to those dreams as a form of support and contact. Yes, it's mm -hmm. so important just to, and and then she she remembers she asked her mom after her brother died, and she asked her mom, "Have you had a dream about so and so, and where you could just feel them?" And there's like different degrees of these dreams. I also want to say to the listening audience that it's real common that they that seemingly they are talking or contacting or appear in others dreams and not you who is maybe the most bereaved or that the primary loss primary yeah. loss so you know it happens um one of the things i still with daryl's mom because i just loved her to pieces is i see a woman in white hair hunched over exactly like her and i just want to go up to her and then when she turns around i'm a little disappointed but i i like to think that that was a moment so however you can get your moments there's nothing wrong with that there's and some theory among moment. people who do mediumship as well as psychotherapy and they're actually a not insignificant number although they don't mm -hmm. advertise as such um, but there are a couple of research groups that they're incorporated with. And what they say is if you're the primary griever and you're not sensing those things, you're not, and other people are, it may, their theory is 
that that means that person had some unfinished business with the ones that they're sort of hanging out with. Mm -hmm. And that's where they're putting the energy into. And mm -hmm. the energy is um, assumed for the person who's the primary loss. Again, we don't have anything to put a finger on any of it because none of us no. know. No, but it's, it's, it is really soothing for people who've had losses to get that scent in the air, get mm -hmm. the sound, the image, the butterfly, the coin, the license plate. And one of the things I also want to talk about, just so you can feel closer to a loved one, I know we talked about this a long time ago. If there is a shirt, a sweater, something they wore, and you still need that, put it on a pillow, put it on a doll, whatever you need to help you sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And even during the day, and I remember this story of this woman, whenever she had household product uh, projects, she would put on her husband's work shirts and she felt like she could, for lack of a better word, channel his smartness in everything she had to do. And that's really important. Right. That was her connection. And it really gave her confidence, too. And you need Something confidence. Dogs and cats, if they have, there is nothing wrong if you want to wear their collar as a bracelet, turn it into a necklace. Whatever, whatever, whatever helps you. Right. You don't have to be ashamed mm -hmm. or say, oh, that's too weird. It's not too weird if it helps you. I tell my pet loss clients that Adele's collar with her name tag is on hanging on the lamp next to me. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. It feels good to have it there. It sits there. The rest of her is in the case with everyone else in the front of the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing we wanted to bring up, because we were talking about it, so we got a bunch of little topics, so <laughs> thank you everyone for just sort of like following along. Uh, funeral etiquette, funeral procession. Go ahead. I know you were on a rant. I was on a rant because I was it. in a I was in a procession. Okay, here, here's my perspective, folks. You have to understand. I lived in the South and I did hospice in the South. And in the South, in small towns, when there's a funeral procession, even on a highway, which is not the same as a freeway, but even on the highway, if there was a funeral procession coming, people pulled over and they just waited for it to pass. So it didn't have to drive next to them. The procession got the whole road. Uh -huh. And then outside the cemetery, people were highly aware that they were outside a cemetery. And if there was a procession coming, they pulled over uh -huh. and allowed that to happen, even if. It was, you know, they weren't in the way. They pulled over as a mark of respect. Mm -hmm. if, the, yeah. if, in, if there was a veteran in, in the um, coach and there was a flag mm -hmm. on it, then um, usually hands over hearts. And if it wasn't, then they would put their heads down as a mark of respect, not to gawk at the bereaved. That was standard operating procedure, SOP. And I remember that happening years ago here in Southern California, but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve's saying, right? Right. We were in a procession, um, and Steve was in the front of it. And folks didn't want to get out of the way. They were trying to break mm -hmm. through. We had the motorcycle escorts. And I, I was right behind um, 
And I could see this woman motorcycle escort who was built like someone I would not mess with in broad daylight, much less a dark alley. Okay. She was a toughie and she had a mean looking bike. And I was very glad she was there to protect me from people who didn't want to listen to the rules. Right. Mm -hmm. But I saw her when she was blocking a road, someone tried to go past her to break through the procession to get onto the road. And she flipped that bike around and fingers Ooh. up. And she didn't have a gun, but she looked like she did. And they stopped. And she was, I could see the look on her face. <laughs> and if she pulled out, she did this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it happened all over the place. And it was only, I don't know, a five-mile drive, six-mile drive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then even in the cemetery, and this is a national cemetery. It's the busiest <gasps> national cemetery no. in the country. Riverside National is growing by leaps and bounds. They do, I don't know how many dozens of funerals and services every single day. You get 15 minutes in the shelter to do the service, the volley, the presentation of the flag, and you're out of there. It's, you know, like that, because there are so many veterans being buried there. And they deserve, they each deserve their time. But I was passing um, the, we have a memorial at ours at our national cemetery mm -hmm. for those who have earned the um national medal of honor mm -hmm. you know the highest honor that you earn mm -hmm. in serving your country and some goofball decided that was the time to break through <gasps> cut me off so they could run around the other side I'm like dude there were like 20 cars you were getting nowhere and it, it just struck me as you're here at a cemetery. That means you either work here, and I doubt it because it wasn't a work vehicle, or you have someone here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <laughs> seriously, we where I live, it's it's smaller towns, and we call them highways by us. I don't know the difference between a highway and a freeway. A highway can stop, and it can have traffic lights, and it can have entrances and exits like for for streets freeway oh. is sealed up and you have to have official exits and entrances and there's no road controls that's what our highways are okay okay yeah it's 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 a california thing but anyway <laughs> the highways by us um i i have not seen because they'll actually take country roads mm -hmm. to most of the cemeteries only once and i felt so bad i i think i was concentrating on something else it might have been a work thing i was driving and all of a sudden i slowed down but um people were pretty mad that i did not give the procession i didn't pull over right away and i i just felt horrible um but as a rule, most people pull over on these smaller roads. Uh, there might be some main streets. I, I often say, um, when my own mom died many years ago, people pulled over. Right. And we were on main thoroughfare or what you call highways with stoplights and stuff right. like that. When we buried my aunt in the South, mm -hmm. we, 
you know, nobody, we were on the highway and, uh -huh. you know, Highway 27, it's a main thoroughfare north to south. Everybody pulled over. Uh -huh. Right. And uh -huh. for the funeral this week, um, we were on side roads. We had one major thoroughfare, but it was still a street. Uh -huh. But we were on side roads and we only crossed the major, we we're on the major thoroughfare for maybe four miles. Even on the side roads, people were zooming around. And trying to get ahead of the procession so they could turn right ahead of us. And oh. It's not um, going to get you there anywhere faster. I know. But it's going to really cause a sense of nobody cares that my loved one died. And that's where I'm coming from. Right. Right. You know, um, I, I've talked about this. I've tried to teach the grandchildren this and all others. You know, whether you put your hand on your heart mm -hmm. it, while they're passing or you just take a moment, even just thinking the word peace to that person, to the family is respectful. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm an energy person. So I'm going to say that will project. I mean, just think about that. Right. You know, just thinking the word peace you know, wholeness, comfort, just even just thinking those words. And when and when an ambulance goes by, a fire truck, I also think peace, wholeness, healing, just safety. one word, safety. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So especially nowadays. So right. I, I, I encourage all our, our listeners to just take that moment, feel like you're called upon, right? This is your moment to put something out to that family. Just for a moment, stop, pull over. I also understand sometimes when you're between a rock and a hard place, I asked Trooper Tracy. Trooper Tracy is really known um, in Illinois. She she had she's an illinois state trooper and she has a whole you know all her social media and she does a lot of she uses humor to get messages across so trooper tracy that's what we call her she was at um the association for applied and therapeutic humor because this really bothered me i go sometimes when i'm driving and you're supposed to pull over or go to the other side because there's a vehicle. I think it's called Scott's Law here. I don't remember. I, I go, what happens if you can't? She goes, slow down. Slow down and stop. So if there. you cannot pull over for that funeral procession, like as a sign of respect or because of, you know, they're in the right lane and you're in the left lane and you don't know what to do or whatever, slow down. Take that moment to slow down. And um, that's my public service announcement for today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Trooper Tracy. We yeah, should have, we should have her on, as a matter of fact. You should reach out to her. Oh, she is great. I will. Okay. I will. Because, you know, it, it's it's also a matter of you're thinking about the people who are in those cars mm -hmm. and especially the lead car, those folks have had a very hard day and they've put a lot of effort mm. into making that day go just right. Mm -hmm. And 
they may not remember that you cut them off and you were disrespectful and all those things. And I'm not talking about you, Deb, right? In general, the you. Yeah. But that may make an impact on them and be part of their everlasting memory of that day where the memory should be of the words that were said, the faces that were there, mm -hmm. you know, the, the sense that they got that it went well. Most people don't remember an entire service, but they remember the bits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Like most uh, services I've always learned, they might not remember the words, but they will know, they will remember how they made you feel. Mm -hmm. So, well, our last little bit here today, as I scoot us along, <laughs> about grief and uh, global grief. Do you want to say some words? Isn't that what you were talking about? So there have been some. There have been some well-known deaths this week, mm -hmm. um, and to, this week we also came to the conclusion of hopefully um, the the finding of the remains of the man in Florida who's associated with the death of his girlfriend in up in um, mm -hmm. Wyoming. It's triggered a lot mm -hmm. for a lot of people. It's triggered, of course, the native communities because their missing women are mm -hmm. not being paid attention to. That's right. And nobody's going on national manhunts for their killers. Mm-hmm. And nobody's, the, the media aren't stalking the, the suspects. In fact, nobody is a suspect. And so they're feeling very forgotten. And her body was found in an area where there are Native women missing. Mm -hmm. And nobody has gone hunting the way mm -hmm. that this has occurred. Um, and for anyone who's lost a loved one to domestic violence, um, to a missing person report where they received word months to years later, this triggers that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that triggers the anger. It does. It, it causes pain for other people who do, don't even know them. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Ooh, bless you. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> yeah, you all wanted to hear that, didn't you? Um, should use the mute button. So apologize. But it does. It, it triggers a lot for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I want us to be cognizant of that and if to remember that if you know someone who's had one of those losses, mm -hmm. if you live in an area where there are missing women, mm -hmm. even if you just are active on social media and you want to have a moment to say, you know what, I'm so glad that this has come to a conclusion for those families. Heartbreaking, mm -hmm. but a conclusion. There's still lots of others out there. And his parents involved or not just lost their son too. So mm -hmm. when someone That's perpetrates right. a crime or is suspected of perpetrating a crime mm -hmm. and they end up deceased as well, they've still got families and their families need some support that they're struggling with what their family member has done. The right. death it's, of someone a, else they probably knew and yeah, that's a lot to handle. That um, That is so many losses for the perpetrator's family. It's a mm -hmm. loss of this wasn't our little boy or girl that committed this crime. This is, you know, this is not and then, much like uh, with uh, death by suicide. Mm -hmm. 
they're like, why didn't we see the symptoms or signs of symptoms? So then there's a sense of guilt. And then there's, oh my God, he murdered another human being. Just like on, um, not just the uh, guy from Florida, but I think Dylan something, I can't remember his name, who, part of the Parkland shooting. Just you know? pled guilty. And Right. And so people are like, well, let me just say social media is very mean. And some of the things they've said, as I've watched, read. You know, my mom used to say, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say That's it at it. all. And if you do need to say it, can you just say it to some close friends and messenger? You don't. Why do you why do you do this? Why do you say those horrible things? Do you think you're really supporting the family? Do you think you're really helping? So, and you're re-traumatizing other families. Yes. Who've had those losses themselves. Right. And that's right. hard for them because when you have a mass shooting, everybody else who's experienced one as a victim, as a survivor, trigger time right mm -hmm. and that happens mm -hmm. all the time in our country unfortunately right if you're right. watching in another country i'm jealous um but when we have these moments too when there's a perpetrator who has died we don't need to celebrate their death because they've got family we can be relieved for the family of the victim that whatever the situation at least has some kind of conclusion, although answers are never going to be provided now. Mm -hmm. um, sort of moving from that to another loss, uh, General Colin Powell died this week. And, you know... What a public servant he was. Exactly. And his and, entire family. And he... It was... It was it did my heart good to read those social media posts because it didn't matter if you were Republican or Democrat or independent, you still could appreciate things that this man did and his demeanor and his, his service. balance. Go ahead. Sorry. And his service. And his he service. Spent his entire life. He died at 84 and he was still consulting mm -hmm. and he had, and if you heard, there was an interview, the last interview he gave, um, I heard a bit of it and he said he had Parkinson's yes. and multiple myeloma, neither of which had made the news. He mm -hmm. hadn't made that public. And he said, I'm 84. What do you expect? I, yeah. I don't, I don't need sympathy for that. There are other young, younger people mm -hmm. who are sicker mm -hmm. than me and they need more support. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, true service. And so just taking a moment to appreciate, to look at people, maybe from a third eye perspective, mm -hmm. just for a moment to look at them and say, I'm not going to condemn whether they're Republican or Democrat, independent or whatever, but just to take a moment to appreciate the life. Absolutely. And the, and the, 
the lives surrounding that life. Because when you lose someone mm -hmm. who's been career service mm -hmm. and the children are mentioned, those mm -hmm. children served. Mm -hmm. That spouse served. Those grandparents served because mm -hmm. they were supporting the family while they were the service member was off serving. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a whole system. Mm -hmm. And then anyone that that person served with is part of that military family. That's and right. They've had an equivalent loss. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole, not a little pebble in a pond. It's a whole bunch of rings in that pond because of how many people are connected with that person. And someone, of course, like Colin Powell was connected everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So I always thought of him as a, at least the public view that I saw as a gentleman, a gentleman, really just, you know, composed. His extremes weren't like, flailing kind of extremes and i just i appreciate that That's i have no other... i like my military people right? <laughs> I, i'm a therapist that um i'm connected to um in a group said um in a previous life before therapist land which we all had um she was a server at the academy awards dinner the, the big one that they have after the academy awards uh -huh. we have like eight dinners out here on that night. right 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 um and she said, you know, that everybody was there. She was having to push past A-list this and A-list that, you know, all the people. And she really was just trying to make sure, since this was her second serving job ever, that she didn't <laughs> drop the canapes on Tom Cruise's foot, right? That was the kind of thing. But she said, and then the, there was this presence and she didn't have time to look up. She was working really hard to not drop whatever she was carrying, but she sensed this presence and it made her stop. And she looked up and it was Colin Powell. And they mm -hmm. just, she said, I didn't have to say a word. I just looked at him and I nodded my head and he nodded his head. And we took that moment. And then she said, and I skirted around him because he was just too much of a presence to, to walk past. Mm -hmm. She said it, it just felt safe and secure and powerful. And that was one of those moments she'll never forget. That's how I like my military people. Right? <laughs> Safe, secure, and powerful. Keep us that way, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Grateful for them all. Right? Oh, so what's on your agenda for this week, dear? Uh, next up, haircut. I hope I'm going to shave off all my hair if I get a chance. I'm sick <gasps> of it. I'm kidding. I'm sick oh. of hair. It's going to get oh. shorter real quick. It's got to get shorter. It's I get it. It's got to get shorter. Um, extra time with mama. She's had kind of a tough week. Um, but she's enjoying some of the folks who are helping out with her this week. So mm -hmm. that's been fun to see. Um, sometime with my father-in-law, who's an amazing man. There's nothing quite like watching MASH with someone who served in a MASH unit in Korea. <gasps> it's cool. Oh. Oh. Right? 7 yeah. to 8 p.m. in the evening, we watch MASH, and I can turn around and say, so did that really happen? Mm -hmm. Did that really happen? He's like, mm -hmm. yep. <gasps> yep. Wow. Yep. And yes, you did use everything you could to bribe people to get what you needed sometimes, right? Um, so it was a, it's that's a fun way to spend an evening um, mm -hmm. and get some le history lessons in while I still can. So yeah, just quiet time and then uh, getting stuff buttoned down for work so I could be on leave coming up soon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I'll I'll go back to my house today and then. Um, 
I have some family visiting from California next week. And hi, Mark. Mark Glasswell just tuned on, tuned in. I'm thinking about you, Mark, and your mom. And uh, yeah, I'm mostly uh, just getting some of that stuff done this week. In order to have people at the house, I need to clean up the junk bedroom. The junk bedroom <laughs> is just a junk bedroom. It actually holds all the gifts that I buy ahead of time. And, and so I think that's going to need a little work in the next couple days. Is hubby going to wrap some so that you don't have to worry about wrapping later? Oh, who said anything about wrapping? I just need <laughs> to move it to the side. Oh, no, 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 no. That is not happening. Just I'm a midnight wrapper. I'm totally a midnight rapper. Oh, I keep swearing. I'm going to stop that. And yeah, in 57 years, I haven't stopped. It's not going to stop now. I'm just going to invest in gift bags. Oh, you know what? I like gift bags. I do too. And you can use them for lunch too if you ever go anywhere again, right? I, I, I This is just totally off topic. But at our house, because we would be doing the wrapping and I don't like wrapping. And so finally at least at Christmas time, there'd be one or two gifts from the bad elf. And what bad elf gifts were, they weren't funny. You didn't know. But the way, oh, yes, grandma used to black glad. <laughs> Can't see through. Them. <gasps> so, so your bad I, elf? The bad elf. So the bad elf ones are, um, I take all the little pieces of paper and I stick them onto uh, packing tape or duct tape or scotch tape. And I just, as sloppily as I can, just wrap. And then the little tag says from the bad elf. So people always used to go, is this a gag gift? I don't know. Why don't you open it? And so that <laughs> something really nice. Sometimes it's something really silly. But yeah, I do not like to wrap stuff, bags and tissue paper are my friend. That's there you go. Now don't forget Halloween is a week from tomorrow or the next day. It's coming up quick. Oh, believe me, I have You've got your earrings on. You're ready to I, go. I have my Day of the Dead earrings. Can you see those? I can. I like the sugar skulls. Yeah, sugar skulls. And then what I do for everybody is I um, make rice crispy treats and make them into little monsters. I've been collecting eyeballs and you know, candy eyeballs. Right? Like, do you make skeleton on a gelatin? No. Do you make skeleton on a gelatin? I just saw one. It's it's jello cut up, and then they took plastic skeletons and then posed them on top of the chunks. <gasps> I thought I of you. Do that. Oh yeah. Oh oh. And I've already been walking. I walked around the neighborhood just a tit, just to see all the. I mean, like seriously, next to Christmas. This is my favorite. We've got ours up. Absolutely. We got to enjoy right. it. I know you need to go. I do. I will see all of you next week. Deb, I hope you have a safe drive home. I'm glad your friend is recuperating well. Yes, and, she is. Uh, we will see all of you next week. Send us some ideas. We do have some guests coming. We just haven't got them on yet, but they'll be here. They will be here. Bye, All everybody. right, everyone. Bye-bye.